chief coach, the sports dad, the sports parents, here to talk grassroots to the professional game and what it takes to raise the next star. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be. You are listening to the Chief Coach Podcast. In episode two, we had a guest parent talk about the pathway for their child to becoming a professional, and a lot of useful tips were shared. Today in episode three, we pick up on a very important area of a child's development within sports and how important education is. And here to talk to us today is Dan Friedman, an ex-work colleague from our English Football Association days to becoming one of the leading authors on children's books in England. So welcome, Dan, to Chief Coach Podcast. Um, if you could just tell us a bit about yourself. Thank you, Coach. Nice to be here. I'm 43 years old. Uh, as you said, I'm an author in London. Um, and I started off at school struggling to be engaged I would say um like quite a lot of I think a lot of boys feel like this in particular like what is what does school have to do with me and what I want to do in my life um but I always loved football um and then actually my mum said something one day which was well why don't you try and be a football journalist and for the first time I was like I could see the link between what was happening at school and what I wanted to achieve in my life, which was a simplistic formula in that if I could be good enough with my words and become a football journalist, I could be paid to watch football. And suddenly I was engaged and that led me on the journey, as you said, to when we worked together at the FA and I was managing editor, I created the fan of the website, thefa.com, and was fortunate enough to travel with the England squad to two World Cups and also interview players like Ronaldo. And then after that, those experiences were what informed the football fiction that I write now, um, probably best known for a series called the Jamie Johnson series, which is kind of like a footballing Rocky, um, a, a realistic, hopefully, portrayal of a, a fictional kid's journey from school to the World Cup. And then I've just written the more um recent book um, a teenage thriller called unstoppable about two sporty twins a boy and a girl um called kane and roxy who end up becoming rivals through their desire to be the number one in their own family and that takes them to some very dangerous places wow so i mean it sounds like you've you, you've covered quite a lot uh, in, in, your, in your writing days. And um, I think one, one of the things that I, I, I recall is when, when you sent me uh, the first, I believe it's the first edition of the Jamie Johnson series. Um, I was really gripped by it, even as an adult. Um, I, st I started to imagine myself um, starting my, my, my life all over again and, and, and building a, a career through sports. But, um, but it's really exciting. And uh, what you're doing um, clearly shows the the enthusiasm and passion that you you have, and I and I think what what I want to kind of build on 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 your introduction is is um, looking at the importance of balancing education and sports. You've worked in sports, you've uh, conversed and engaged with a lot of athletes, in particular football players. So, how important is education in having a sporting career? I think, to be honest, Coy, I think that. It's probably changed now that it is. I think if we're realistic, when, when we were growing up, let's take someone like Maradona, 
reach you know the, uh, the 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 very height of sport i think if we're being honest probably education wasn't hugely important for him it was more a case of he had to achieve something in football because in some ways that was all all he had and so he had to maximize it and i think that was probably the old way if you see what i mean that you know you you there weren't any other options for for a lot of these top sports stars in specific sports and obviously i come come from a football background and i think even someone like suarez the way i've always understood him in the past when people were criticizing him understandably you know when when he was biting i almost understood it i can't i think i think it was maybe an article that wrote something along these lines in the sense that he saw football as the only way he could provide for his family and a bit like a dog if you take away their food they're going to bite you and and so it was a you know that was the only thing and so you have to you have to make it and i think what we're seeing now particularly at the top level is an under, more of an understanding of how the two can intertwine and what you can do with your platform and so let's go back to that maradona example Perhaps, just perhaps, if there had been more opportunity for education, perhaps the, the, the downfall after sport was taken away might not have been so dramatic. And, and obviously, as an Englishman, I also look at Paul Gascoigne in this regard and see how, you know, once the football is taken away, it can be such a struggle for so many people. Whereas if we take the ultimate, again, from an English perspective, the ultimate expression of someone now who we would perhaps point to as the modern sporting idol in terms of on and off the pitch, then we look at Marcus Rashford. And this is someone who has the capabilities. At the moment, we joke, but it's not really a joke that as well as playing for Man United, he's also leading the country. And this is a man who and i know some people who know his family for whom education has always and remains a priority not just for him and for other people and so what we start to see here is a new type of sportsman or woman who education is part of who they are part of how they have seen the sport part of how they have arrived at the position where they've got to in the sport in which they play but also part of how they want to express themselves and how they want to affect other people through the platform that they have earned through their sporting excellence. And so I think that's one of the really interesting points. And of course, then the ripple effect of that as well, you know, it, it, growing up and it's still the case in a lot of schools, education, you know, if you're really into your work, maybe there's a kind of stigma around it. Well, no, hang on a minute. If you've got Marcus Rashford there promoting reading and a lot of the uh, American sports stars and African sports stars I know are doing the same thing, then suddenly we change it and suddenly we say, well, hang on a minute. It's not, are you into education or are you into sport? It's how can I make myself the most powerful individual that I am capable of being and what role does sport and education have in that regard and how can I pass it on to others so I think it's an ever-changing dynamic an ever-changing question 
and the new expressions we're seeing of it are hugely inspirational. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to agree with you. And I think the example of Marcus Rashford is, um, is an excellent one because, I mean, throughout this whole um, global pandemic that we've faced, um, he's really shone and, 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 and stood above the rest uh, in promoting a worthy, worthy cause. And I think a lot of people would have been surprised, um, obviously, because um, the, the whole expression of uh, never judge a book by its cover, uh, I'm sure a lot of people would, would have judged him in a different way. But the moment he's out there um, putting something very powerful um, to, to ensure that the future generation are well looked after, it, it demonstrates the fact that he's not only doing it for himself, but his, his own beliefs, um, I believe, around his, his family and what, what he's grown up with um, has translated to, to exactly what, um, what he's doing now. So the whole idea of this um, modern sports sports man or woman um, using some form of education to, 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 to ride on, on top of their talents on or, on or off the field of play um, is clearly a, a great balance to have. Um, and, and I think you've, you've, you've kind of said it again in terms of when you have these athletes um, showing themselves, reading, um, filling themselves with more and more information, it, it can only translate well to, to, to the future generations who are obviously looking at them um, as role models. Now, if you now take that whole example of using Marcus Rashford, um, how do you then believe uh, working within schools um, is, is another great pathway to, to, to getting more and more kids involved? Um, I know that you've been doing a lot of, lot of work already. Um, I mean, obviously the, the pandemic didn't necessarily help, but I've seen you've kind of turned, turned, turned things virtual and um, made a go of that, which is great. But working with schools, what, what have you found as, as the most interesting part of uh, this whole journey of, of getting them to read more um, while obviously still participating in, in physical education? Yeah, that was a whole different journey. Um, you know, I, I kind of thought on the writing side, I thought that my first book came out and I was writing my second book in the series. And I kind of thought that an author sat at home by themselves, philosophizing, reading, and then waiting for that moment of inspiration to strike and then sitting down and then it pouring out of you. Um, and I did that for a while and, and sort of went on the verge of madness, I think, and <clears throat> got an email from a school um, in, in Enfield, which is on the outskirts of London. Um, and it just said, oh, could you come and talk to our 14 year old kids? We've got a class of, of boys, actually, and they're mad about football and they, um, they, they don't like reading. Will you come and have a chat with them? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I thought, you know, they're going to they're going to really listen to what I say. You know, once I say about interviewing Ronaldo and meeting Messi and World Cups with David Beckham and Steven Gerrard, they're going to they're going to listen to what I say. And they did give me um, about five minutes of their time. <laughs> and then once they realized I'd never really stepped into a classroom in that capacity before, they then destroyed me for the rest of the session. <laughs> and um, I walked out with my tail between my legs thinking this is this is something new, and um, but it also piqued my interest because, of course, that kind of audience, nothing can be faked. Everything has to be earned. Respect can't be demanded. You have to, you have to achieve it. And so I then, over the last 13 years, I've visited about 2,000 schools. 
and I always refer to the students as my bosses and it's the first thing that I tell them because I can think I've written a really good book but what I think is irrelevant it's only their thoughts um, that count and it's been really really interesting and as I said previously I do understand if they have the the thoughts that well this is I want to be x in my life what what has school got to do with that I think that's a fair point and often teachers will get upset if if a student will say well how much do you earn being an author I'll say no no that's a fair question I'm here to talk about these things so I would never implore someone to read I would never force them to read because that was one of the reasons that I struggled with reading when I was at school is that I found as though it was a chore and sometimes I was told to read a book if I was talking in class so it was almost a punishment really what I try and do is just build a rapport build a uh, a relationship with these these people find out what they're interested in have a conversation say where I come from on a certain point and then once you've got that relationship a bit like uh, you know a coach and a player or a sports person then you can build into the education and the books having said that we all love stories you know and I think that's the other thing is so the book unstoppable which I mentioned um, the, the the two young people they really their their lives are in danger and um the boy came um in his area there are there are gangs and uh, there's knife crime and they're looking for angry young men to recruit but if i went into a school and i said right let's talk about knife crime i think that i would you know the, the young people would shut down on me really i haven't i haven't earned that right but there's something special about stories and if we t if we talk about the the situation that kane's in and then i say to someone well what would you say to kane or how would you feel if you were in that position i think you can open up different conversations so <clears throat> there's nothing more stimulating nerve-wracking and important than working with schools and I simply try to earn the attention and the respect of my bosses and also see what they want to talk about I don't tend to go in these days and do a big monologue or speech I simply say a bit like we did at the beginning look this is this is what my journey has been have you got any questions is there something you want to talk about and once we're off and running and once the first student has been brave enough to ask a question and sometimes I offer a signed football as a uh, as an incentive um, then we're off and running and each session can be different so I love doing it and on the writing side of course it's 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 research because I'm I'm trying to find out what's going on in these people's lives what are they upset about what are they inspired about what's important to them what language do they use and so there's a very symbiotic energy about these sessions and that that's why I love doing them great great i mean i mean again you've you've kind of really touched on some some very very sort of key areas there i, I love the way you describe the students as your bosses i mean <laughs> i guess when you when you go 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 into a room full of children that you've never met before um it's best to give them the floor to, to act as though they're the teachers <laughs> and that way you buy into their into their into into their focus much earlier on um so that's 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 a useful tip for anybody listening that um always has a challenge i guess uh speaking to speaking to children 
Now, I want to kind of go on to role models. Um, we've spoken about Marcus Rashford. Um, now, what we often see, obviously, in the world of sports is that the stars have a huge impact on the youth. Looking at the work you have done, how important it's been getting professional players to support um, the Jamie Johnson series and um, the Unstoppable um, book, how accommodating have these role models been? Because, you know, from the out, outset of it, people, people look at a lot of these stars and they're untouchable. Um, they might see them on, on, on the streets or at an airport and they're, they're kind of terrified to walk to them. They, they don't know what kind of response they're going to get. But what, what, do you, how, what have you seen, obviously, dealing with a lot of football players? I mean, obviously, you can talk about um, the England team because obviously you centred a, um, a lot of Jamie Johnson, um, uh, his, his whole fictional story around some of the players that you interviewed at that time. What, what have you found um, in terms of interviewing them? How, how inviting have they been and, and, and how enthusiastic have they been? And, and how can that also translate to, to the kids down, um, who obviously want a career in football or any other sport? But what I always say is that the realization is that it's a very small percentage of youth that will make it as professionals. So there's got to be a balance of what else can they do? I mean, obviously you found your niche area in, in, in creating this Jamie Johnson character and becoming a, um, a renowned author um, on, on children's books. So, I mean, I, I think there's, there's, there's something to be taken from that. Um, so the role models are important. Um, so as I said, um, it'd be great to get your thoughts as to how important the professional players are to support in this. And then on the other side of it, what sort of tips and advice can you give um, parents listening and, and also the children as to um, the different areas within, within sports that you can work in? Yeah. Um, so in terms of working with the England team and, and building a rapport, it was a bit like, um, I always, yeah, you know, the England players are called the lion, you know, the three lions. It was a bit like working with lions in the sense that, you just had to earn their trust. And actually it was about two years really that I was in and around the squad before I started to ask and feel confident in getting them to do interviews with me because it was a very interesting scenario in the sense that I was working for the FA. So I wasn't a normal journalist. So I was within the team hotel. But I think more so in those times, we're talking between 2002 and 2007, also in those times than now, there was a great suspicion of journalists from players. So I had to show them that I wasn't a threat, I had to show them that I was on their side. And as I said, it took time, it took me getting a bit older because I was very young at the beginning. And then you had a generation of players as I said, people like Gerard and Lampard and Rooney, who got used to having me around. And so by that point, after three or four years, I could then say, you know, just grab Stephen in the hotel and say, look, can we just do a quick piece to look ahead to the match against Croatia next week? And they know who I am. And I'll, I'll always remember, I felt as though I'd achieved what I wanted to achieve because this was the days before social media. I, I, I remembered there was a time when a player came up to me at breakfast one morning in the team hotel and said, Dan, there is a piece in the newspaper that's been written that's inaccurate. Can we please do an interview this afternoon? And can you then get it, get it on the website and give it to Sky and the BBC so we can get out our point of view? 
And I was like, okay, this is, this is where I wanted to get to, where you understood that, again, you're my boss. I work for you. I'm, I'm your mouthpiece. You know I'm not trying to catch you out. We wear the same badge on our, you know, that you're wearing on your top, I'm wearing on my suit. Let me help you. Let me use my professional expertise to make sure that your communication, your message gets out there exactly as you want it to get out there. In terms of how the players have helped with the books, the best example that I always point to was Steven Gerrard. Um, I, I had, I'd worked at the FA for seven years. Um, and then for the last three or so years, I'd been working on this idea of Jamie Johnson and the, and, and the books. And finally, I'd got to a point where I had been offered a three book deal and I was going to go and concentrate on those books so that I could go out to schools and raise the profile of it, which meant I was leaving my job. And we were doing an interview. I was interviewing Stephen Gerrard for the website. He'd just been given an MBE, I think. He just got back from Buckingham Palace and we were doing an interview about that. And at the end of it, I said, Stephen, just wanted to say it's been brilliant working with you for the last seven years. Thank you always for your honesty, which is all a journalist or an interviewer can ask for, is someone who gives an honest answer because then all the interviewer has to do is ask the right question. Thank you for everything, for your support, and just to let you know I'm leaving my job. And his reaction, the first thing he said was, is it your decision? Which the more I think about it, the more I'm grateful for that question because I think essentially what he was asking me was, have you been sacked? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going of your own accord? And, and what I understood from the way he said it and the way he looked at me was that if I had been sacked or someone was trying to get rid of me, he would He's go into bat for me. <laughs> you know, he would go into bat for me and say, you know, let's keep this guy around. Yeah. And I, I was so grateful just for the hint of that support. But I said, no, no, it is, it is my decision. I'm writing these books about you know, a mini, a mini you, as it were, uh, I want them to be as I've been stealing from you for the last seven years in the sense that I've been watching everything you've been doing, the way you walk, eat, express yourself, prepare for a game, react to a game. And I've put it in the books to try and make it as realistic as possible. And I want this to get kids to read. And he looked at me and he said, how can I help? Wow. And I was dumbfounded, but I also knew probably like you do that, when you've got a footballer like that in front of you. <laughs> you freeze. Well, and you know, you've got to, you know you've got to get something sorted there and then because once they're not in front of you, there can be quite difficult people to get hold of. Yes. And I said, I said, right, please, please read the book. Have a look at it. And if you would consider it, it would be amazing to have a quote from you on wow. the cover. That would be unbelievable. And sure enough, he said, yeah, I'd like to do that. And there was this quote he gave that said, you'll read this book and it'll make you want to get out there and play. And that was amazing. But as you'll know, Coy, I want to do everything right. And I didn't feel as though it should be done without his agent's permission, you know, because otherwise, A, from a point of view of fairness, but it'd be almost from a legal point of view, if I suddenly get the agent calling me up a year later saying, what's this, you know, you never okayed this with me. Uh, you know, I, Stephen never mentioned it to me. I could be in trouble. Yeah, of course. And then you'd probably know better than me, Coy, but if, if you've got a product mm -hmm. 
let's say Nivea cream or whatever it is, and you want Steven Gerrard at his peak to endorse it, I mean, that you must be talking hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yep. <laughs> and so I, I, I didn't have that then. I don't have that now. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, got in contact with his agent and I said, look, um, this is the conversation I've had with Stephen. I'm writing these books to encourage kids to read and pursue their dreams on and off the pitch. This quote about you'll read this book and it make you get out there and play would be wonderful. No one's really heard of me. No one's heard of Jamie Johnson. If we can have that quote from Stephen Gerrard on the front, it would mean so much. And it could really help a lot of kids with their education. Um, what do you say? And his agent said, yep, Stephen has contacted me about this. He's, told, he's explained everything. He wants to help you. This is absolutely fine with us. You know, we're not looking for anything in return. It's wow. just a case of Stephen wanting to help you with this project. Wow. And so the book came out. Schools, kids, bookshops took notice of it. It's um, grown. I ended up doing eight books in the series. Um, it's, it's been adapted for TV by the BBC. Um, not, not far off, like um, heading towards a million copies sold. Um, and no doubt, no doubt that that support meant such a great deal. Uh, Stephen's got his own charity a few years ago. Um, I tried to repay just a little bit of the favour. I donated a thousand books to the charity because, again, he, his charity wants to help educate people and empower them. And so I always, always refer to that. And then more recently, if you go on my, if you go on my Twitter, which is Dan Friedman ninety nine, my pinned tweet is a retweet of Marcus Rashford reading Unstoppable a photo of him reading Unstoppable saying, if you're between 11 and 14, I suggest you pick up Unstoppable by Dan Friedman. And what happened there, um, he was injured a couple of years ago, about 18 months ago. Um, I sent the book to him at the training ground um, with a letter from me explaining, you know, what I was hoping to do with this book and possibly even more so than Jamie Johnson, some of the subjects that it covers, I mentioned in terms of, knife crime and family rivalry and, and, and gangs. You know, there are some really sensitive issues there that I think young people, it might be helpful to talk about it from a book as opposed to maybe meet it for the first time in their lives. Um, and that was the kind of the last I knew of it. I mentioned it also to one friend who had had contact with the family. I, I told you before about this knowledge about how important education has been to the family always. And I think he mentioned it as well. Anyway, I'm in a school on World Book Day, as it happened. I turned on my phone at break. And it's my only experience, you know, when, when people say, you know, the phone's in meltdown and the socials have, you know, are, are blown up and all that. <laughs> well, unbeknownst to me, on World Book Day, Marcus had, had gone on his Twitter and his Instagram, posted this photo, posted this message from him. Um, again asked nothing in return didn't even tell me it was happening and just said i suggest you read unstoppable and uh you know it was retweeted thousands of times and on instagram tens of thousands of times and when it was announced recently that he's going to have his own book club this photo resurfaced and it, it was like got whole pages in the newspaper so it's it's huge 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 
when a player of that stature and that standing gets behind your project. And, um, you know, certainly you can't force them, but they do have their eyes and their ears open. And I think more and more, as we talked about at the beginning with the changing face of top sports people um, and, the, and, the, and the sort of changing principles they have and realizations of their power and their platform, more and more, they're actually looking for causes and subjects and people to gather around and to help and to shine a light on. So I think these days, if you have got something you're working on and there is, it, it can be a bit of a lottery, but there is certainly no harm in sending something to the, the, the club or organization that they work for and with, you may well find that it's something that they want to ally themselves to and, and shine a light on. And finally, you asked about ways in which people can get involved in sport and professions. Um, I think this is one of the things that I'm most interested in, as I said, because I believe that it can really inspire people when they are in education to give them a goal. And I think we've all got different abilities. It's something that, that I believe strongly. And so I always found, especially by reading match reports and listening to commentary, I always found that I could express myself effectively, especially in conjunction with sport. And so that ended up being the attribute that I wanted to develop most. So I think what it is, it's a case of looking at yourself and thinking, what am I into? You know, am I physically, am I physically good? Maybe I can, maybe I can develop that, that sports and exercise and nutrition side and look, look to go in that. Do I have an arty element to me? Maybe I could end up designing kits or designing computer games, or have I got that technical side in terms of computers? You know, could I maybe be a coder um, and look to look to do that side of, of sport or I don't know help me out Coy here you know what, what what are the other sort of options and talents that people can look at themselves and try and see where does that fit into sport mm -hmm. yeah and, and you know I think as I as I talk to a lot of um, youth um, and and their parents um, I do always kind of go on the angle of Look, sports is, is it's a huge industry. Um, yes, it's taken a huge blow um, in the last year and a bit, and it's still obviously trying to get back to where it was. Um, but there's so much within sports that uh, you, can, you, can, you can decide on that journey. If you're not great on the field of play, there is something that you enjoy. Now, you might be somebody that loves um, you might be somebody that obviously loves looking at how players quickly recover. So do you go down the route of becoming a physiotherapist? Um, you like that balanced lifestyle of what they eat, making sure they're healthy. So you become a nutritionist. So I always give those as examples to make sure that everything isn't just centered on the field of players. As I kind of mentioned earlier on, it's a very small percentage of talents out there that will make it onto the field of play but that doesn't mean their talents can't shine in other areas and we see this we we've we, we we've seen this over and over years again you've you've had football players that have even started off their careers very late on um, i believe the likes of stuart pierce dean dublin when you read into some of their stories it's like they didn't necessarily start off as football as footballers but then 
some some way down the line they they got into the professional game so I mean, I like the fact that you referenced a lot of things, these things also being a lottery. It just takes a, one chance of you being somewhere, being spotted, and next thing you're doing what you, what you, what you possibly dreamed of. But as, as I said, for me, it's, it's such a big industry that um, there's so many areas of it. I mean, you look at yourself as an author now, but your days at the FA was all about interviewing these top players. And in a way, you're a role model to a lot of the youth because you're interviewing them. They, they, they would like to be in that position to be able to say, oh, I just asked Wayne Rooney a question. I just asked Jermaine Defoe a question, this and that. So for me, it's, it's, it's great when, when the likes of yourself branch out um, even from your, your working days at the FA and do something again that you're passionate about because it kind of demonstrates the fact that it's still in the same space. It's just an area where you feel you need to give back. Um, and so it's, I mean, it's great testament to what you've done as an author and, 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 I, and I'm sure that this is gonna, can only get bigger. Um, I remember even reading Unstoppable and then passing it on to a young talent in, in, in Nigeria that I was managing, um, which I, I believe I mentioned to you at one stage, um, young tennis player, Mary Love Edwards. And mm. she read the book and, I remember her taking a picture of a particular um, chapter and sending it to me and saying she used this exact um, example in one of her matches to win. And that was basically looking at the other opponent and watching how she kind of moves and how, how many times perhaps she throws the ball up in the air to know exactly where she's going to serve. So she used that to kind of, um, defeat her opponent. So I think there's so much valuable lessons in, in what you're writing. And I mean, it's great. I, I hope you, I hope you keep going with this because um, there, there's so much to, to, to share. And I think it also takes away from, I mean, you, you now look at a lot of kids um, stuck at home. Now uh, parents can easily take that shortcut of putting them right in front of the TV or here's an iPad or a tablet, go and sit in your room and play video games. But this is a great example to kind of say, look, get reading, start with the Jamie Johnson series, then move on to Unstoppable. So with all of that, I mean, where, where can parents find these books? Where, where, where the outlets, online, shops that they can order from? It'll be great for you to kind of share this as well. Yeah, and firstly, thank you. And uh, I love that story about Mary Love. I mean, that, that's everything that you want as an author and especially writing about sport. I know the section you're talking about, there's the character Roxy, she's a tennis player and she's, she noticed there's the tell um, in her, her opponent, the amount of times she bounces the ball relates to where her opponent is going to serve the ball. Um, so that was amazing to hear about Mary Love. And um, that, that's sort of like, now getting to the point where I'm seeing this generation of young people that have read the books, they're going on and having their own lives, you know, and it may, you know, some of them are going into sport. There's, um, I was doing an event with West Ham where we took uh, an under 19 player into a local primary school um, and to encourage the kids to read because apparently the, the, the player liked reading. He's a very good player. It's called Jaden Fevrier and he's, uh, he's, he's represented England at youth level too. And we get in the minibus and, um, and I said, so, you know, great that you like reading, you know, you're, you're a young professional footballer. How, uh, how did you get into it? And he said, you came to my school, my primary school when I was eight. And that got me into reading. And I read the whole of the Jamie Johnson series afterwards. I now read 
you know, that's how I relax between games. It's how I grow my mind. And he said, the first ever pay packet I got from West Ham as a professional footballer, I went out and bought Unstoppable with that money. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that really is in so many regards the, the dream of, of, of what I personally hope could be achieved and what you know i do as i said that the power of stories and the power of sport and bringing them together and who knows you know let's hope someone like Jaden will then go on and continue that 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 path that he's on and then how brilliantly he is then placed you know to try and emulate someone like rashford on and off the pitch in terms of you know what they're achieving and what they stand for and these, these are the kind of people that we're you know we're, we're so proud of and as I said, it could, or it could be that kid goes on and becomes a lawyer and, and, and revolutionizes sports law. Um, or it might be a doctor who's there and can save someone's life. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we in England are, are forever aware of what happened to Fabrice Muamba and he's with us and he now goes around and, and speaks, to, speaks to young people at, at schools and in football clubs. Uh, you might be an architect um and 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 you know change the way in which we view sports you know with virtual reality in the stadium who knows yeah. so um it's been brilliant talking with you in terms of the books i guess you know in whatever country just just search it up really um dan friedman and the jamie johnson series and unstoppable they're they're big um i like to think you know that they're, they're relatively well known in the uk less so abroad but maybe some of maybe some of your audience can can introduce it around and maybe we maybe we can get it going maybe that's that's the power of i, I love podcasts you know i love i love the way stories can travel and i've always thought that um hearing 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 stories and information through your ears somehow is, is 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 more powerful and intimate so who knows if anyone wants to get in touch as i said i'm there i'm there on twitter and get get uh, in touch with me through my website danfriedman.co.uk and as you and i have discussed maybe we're gonna do some more talks in schools around the world because it's now possible with the digital platforms that are available to us so so i'm here and uh, and i love it when the stories travel and they Stories can travel all over the world instantly these days. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it is the changing times and we, we, we all adapt to it. Um, I mean, look, Dan, thank you so much for this. Um, I mean, this, this is a great educational talk and, and, and you've really showed how, the, how to balance the sporting career. Um, and I mean, with picking up a book or two, <laughs> there's a lot that you can, you can take. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, so all the listeners out there, um, as Dan has mentioned, you can um, go online, type in Dan Friedman, Jamie Johnson series, Unstoppable, um, and you'll find various outlets as to where you can order them. So thank you again for tuning in. This is Chief Coach. Stay safe and keep healthy.